the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lasha, the Sports Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL Show. I am on the air live in Phoenix, Arizona. Let's just say it's Tempe. But you know what? We go all across the world. This is Voice America Sports. is global. Kwame Lasha, Sports Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL Show. Got a lot of things talking about. I might be running solo. Them two, uh, what do I want to call them before they get on the air? Uh, somebody call in. 888-346-9144. Uh, give me a name to call them two busters other than busters uh, before they sign in. We got a lot to talk about. We got some NFL. Hope you guys enjoyed the um, the uh, Hall of Fame, the the game. Not so much the game, but the uh, the event itself. The guys who went in, Jerry Rice, um, Emmitt Smith, a lot of those guys, a lot of veteran uh, guys who made the league what it was and what it is today. Um, never mind the salaries of these kids getting paid out of college. Now, I'm a huge fan of guys getting their money. Very huge fan of that because of what the organizations do to you, what they don't do for you. Um, so get your money, kids. But, you know, you got to show some ter- some type of respect for those guys who made the lead and those guys going to the Hall of Fame. These guys are going to the Hall of Fame right now. Let me let me let me paint the picture for you. They made the lead what it is. They made kids want to grow up and be linebackers and receivers, running backs. They made this thing what it is today. There's huge numbers of the National Football League. But this guy in college next year is going to make more money than these guys could ever make uh, in a short span of time of playing in their football career. Is it fair? Not at all. I don't think so at all. But I do. I am a fan. It's kind of contradictory. But I, I am a fan of these guys getting their money. But I'm not a fan of guys that like veteran guys, Hall of Fame guys. A guy can come out and say he's the first pick as a quarterback and he's guaranteed $40 million. Now, these guys take a lifetime, a football lifetime to make this money. Um but it's not fair for one guy coming up, not, not, having never played a down in the National Football League, get paid as such. I think it should be uh, performance. You come out and do your thing. I think it should be all incentives. Where, And it's kind of kind of strange to say incentives because the organization can control it. I've seen that happen on a lot of occasions where guys were to make a lot of money and then the team held them out so they couldn't reach their bonus, couldn't reach their incentives. And that's the politics you play with the National Football League. There's a lot of things uh, involved with that, man. It's a stressful job, but only a few guys that can hang in there and do it. Uh, you gotta, you gotta tip your hat to these guys. Uh, you gotta tip your hat to the guys that uh, that didn't make the Hall of Fame. Not that they're not Hall of Famers; they're just not Hall of Famers yet. One guy that I'm looking to be a Hall of Fame next year, he has to get in next year because his numbers say so. Is uh, Tim Brown? Tim Brown, who played many years for the Oakland Raiders. Another guy would be Aeneas Williams. If you look at the numbers, these guys are Hall of Fame guys. Uh, so we'll keep a lookout at that. I'm not going to campaign for them, but we will bring it up from time to time because uh, you, you, know, you can look at a, a lot of situations where guys should be in the Hall of Fame, but 
you know, it's all timing. It's all timing. Another guy I think is Larry Sinners. But what he did then, guys are doing now. But he did set the tone for this. So um, how do how do you um how do you um select for the Hall of Fame? How do you select who's the best guy? Uh, I mean, obviously with the numbers itself, but a lot of guys played in certain eras. A lot of guys. Uh, I think the best football era was the, uh, I would have to say the seventies and eighties, where it was real football, where guys made a stand to make the uh, players uh, what what they are today. And I did say players and not teams and not the game. Uh, there was a lot of lockouts where guys were holding lockouts. There was lockouts where guys held their ground for these guys to make the money they're making, to make the million dollars that they're making. All right, uh, three four six nine one four four. This is the Kwame Lassiter Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATS Show. They are MIA and not in Miami. They are missing in action. But we're gonna go on with the show. It's almost a better show anyway, just with me. So uh, you know, give me a call. You want to uh, chime in, be a part of the show? That's what it is. Let me tell you what I have going on right now. I am um, in the process of trying to get these guys at the Mesa Community College to understand the defense. And it's a simple defense. Let me tell you about we're running a cover one, man-free defense. We're running a cover two, uh, zone where the corners get to press up and uh, beat up the receivers with the safeties over top, half-field players. We're running a cover three, which is a uh, uh, four under three deep, where the uh, corners have a third of the field. Safety, the middle safety has a third of the field, and, and uh, both safeties have a third of the field. This is an easy defense. Everybody in the league run these defense. We're running a couple four. Quarters, 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 quarters across the board. Three under, four deep. This is an easy defense. Let me tell you, everybody is running these deep everybody run these defense in the league. From little league to the National Football League. The reason these defenses work is because the personnel. When guys choose not to understand the defense, you always have a sorry defense. You always have a defense that's uh give up plays that you know, you shouldn't give up play. If the guy playing inside, don't give him back the inside. I can't understand that, so I'm trying to get these guys to understand the concept of uh, the strength, is, strength and weaknesses of the defense. So when it, when it comes down to teaching some guys who are in college, you assume and you would like to think that they are more prepared, better prepared in, in what's going on. And on top of this, what's more important, or I should say more shocking to me, is that these are college students. They pay for school. Mesa Community College compete against schools that uh, give scholarships. We don't give scholarships at Mesa Community College. So you have a bunch of group, a group of guys that are paying for school, and you would think it would be more important to them. Not to say that it's not, or maybe the performance level is just not what it should be, uh, but we will see. First game September 5th against Scott Stale. Um, so we, we have that going on. Guys, if you have any uh, – I have got a bunch of guys – Meeting with these guys today. That's my phone going off. But we will meet with these guys today. Uh, again, we're in two of days, so you're welcome to come out to the campus and watch a little bit of practice. Um, not the other schools, though. All right, other than that, that's it. That's what I have going on. Actually, I have a, a lot of other products and I have a care stuff going on, but we will talk about that sometime later on the show. We also talk about that um, uh, as the show goes on throughout the uh Throughout the whole year, throughout the whole month, I'm always have that going on. Avocare products. You can check my website on Facebook or my sport, my fan page on Facebook. Okay, let's talk about uh Jets uh, having a Revis replacement. Uh, the New York Jets still haven't signed this guy. He would not be in the lineup this week. Uh, 
He's promoted the first round. Uh, the, the draft pick they got from Boise State, which wasn't a bad guy. He he made plays. He made plays. Sonny Cortland. Um, he made plays. Actually, the guy name is Cal uh, Wilson. He made plays, but he's not a he's not a Darrell Revis. And uh, Darrell Revis to make a million dollars. And to somebody out there who say a million dollars, this guy's selfish. What this guy has done for the team and allowed a team to do, allow the New York Jets defense to do, uh, is outstanding. And he's only going to make a million dollars. So he needs to be paid. I don't know what it's going to take to get this guy paid, but he needs to be paid. He's he was what he's a Nilius Williams with the to the Cardinals. He's like he's able to lock up a receiver and everybody else do their job around him. So uh, getting Daryl Reeves in is huge to their defense. If they think they can play without him, they're sadly mistaken because with Daryl Reeves, I think these guys have a great chance of being playing in that final game in the Super Bowl, not winning the Super Bowl, but playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, he's able to shut down some of the top receivers in the game, and they have a lot of top receivers in the AFC. Uh, Randy Moss. They have um, he has the guy from uh, that went to Denver. Is now in Miami. Um, what is his name? Call in. I can't think of his name right now. But uh, again, there's a lot of top receivers that he has shut down. Last year, he shut down um, uh, Ocho Cinco twice. Uh, weekend, two back to back weeks, back to back weekends. He shut down Terrell Owens. He shut down uh, Randy Moss. This guy does this type of play on a football field and. The New York Jets organization that's choosing not to play him. I, I'm I'm not a fan of sitting out of camp, but he's right. He has to get what he deserves. Everybody is getting it now. With the ownership, I think are thinking that there's going to be a lockout next year, so we don't want to pay this guy all this money for nothing when the players and the owners may be a lockout. You can't worry about next year. You want to win the championship this year. Why not win a championship this year? And if there is a lockup lockout, you the team that won a uh, Super Bowl. Daryl Reeves can help you win the Super Bowl. I, I appreciate uh, the rookie from Oboise State, Cal Wilson, coming in, but he's not a Darrell Reeves right now. He still has to learn the game. He knows the college game. That will, that allow him to be a first-round draft pick, but he doesn't know the National Football League as of yet. So get Darrell Reeves in. He want to be paid uh, um, like the cornerback in Oakland, uh, who's another lockdown corner. If you have jewels like that, man, you take care of them. Regardless of the situation, you take care of them. It makes not only your defense but your team a whole lot better. Okay, again, this is the Quamalas of Sports. Sometimes Rich and Ken show Ken from the ATL. The number is 888-346-9144. We got uh, about three minutes, two or three minutes for break. And let me turn this phone off right now. All right, let's talk about the, uh, you know, I mentioned the Hall of Fame. Uh, a little bit of what I have going on. We can move around the board and talk a little uh, football. I know at, as far as the Cardinals training camp is going, they've been having a pretty good training camp. I know the um, uh, the defense has been out there playing. They've been getting in fights. And I think in camp it's good to get in fights, uh, even in the first week. You know, as camp goes on, a lot of guys are uh, tired of hitting each other, tired of, tired of being in camp. So you get that, you get that those fights. You get that atmosphere where um, the little things tick you off, the little things start. Uh, big fights, but uh, I think the Cardinals have done it. You know they're having a pretty good camp, and that's one of the teams I like to represent the uh, NFC uh, as a Super Bowl favorite. They have to get back to it. They're three years removed from it. Uh, they made some moves on off season as far as personnel is concerned, and you like to think what they're doing. But obviously, they got the right people in place to uh, not only win the NFC West, whom I think they have, will be continuing with with the San Francisco Forty ers who's put a team together. 
And I think Alex Smith uh, played very well late in the season uh, for the 49ers. And that that will give the Cardinals a run for their money. But I still put my money on the Cardinals uh, to win the NFC West and not only take it there but get that bye, which is very important. If you know anything about the playoffs, getting a bye and playing at home is very important. And I can see the Cardinals doing that. And I think they're taking huge steps in camp to do that. I think their running game will be more outstanding than it was. Uh, they have a one-two point punch with uh, uh, Beanie Wells and Tim Hightower. So uh, keep your eyes in Keep your eyes on the Cardinals this year coming out of the NFC West. It's not going to be easy. And, and it, there's no football game that's easy, regardless of what the score looks like. But keep your eyes on the Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers, I would say. Um, okay, well, we got a minute until break. There's the minute. This is the Kwame Lass of the Sports Sometime Rich Show with Ken from the ATL. We'll be back in two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports hey welcome back to the Kwame last of the sports sometime rich we came from the atl show although that sometimes sports, sometimes rich and Cannon from ATL are missing in action. But we're going to move on with the show. This is Kwame Lass Sports Show anyway. Let's keep it going. Uh, let's talk about some um, Brett Favre. 
Uh, I know we've always talked about Brett Favre this year, and a lot of guys don't want to hear it. I really like talking about him. But the situation uh, as is, Brett Favre is holding on the camp. I'm not sure if it's uh, more money that he's a uh, strong arm in the team for, or it, maybe it is his ankle, or maybe, uh, more importantly, he's don't want, he don't want to go through camp. Now, I don't know how you guys feel about um, uh, Brett Favre holding out of camp. We're going to take some calls, 888-346-9144. Call in if you want to weigh in on this. And I'm talking about the Brett Favre issue of Brett Favre's ankle, or is it just camp, or is it more money? Uh, we got a caller on the line right now. Is it uh, Michael Bankston? Hey, what's up, Kwame? What's going on, man? Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, um, I'm talking about this Brett Favre. I don't want to briefly talk about it because it, it, it's almost like a dead subject that they keep bringing to life. Brett Favre, uh, what you think it is? is? Is it his ankle or do you think – I think he's going to make $16 million, but he wants $4 more million on top of that. Now, allegedly, that's what I've heard or seen on the uh, TV. Or is it just that he don't want to go through camp? And if he doesn't want to go through camp – Shouldn't he be in the atmosphere? I mean, what does that do to the guys who's been sweating all camp and he comes in maybe second or third preseason game and then he has a starting job from Tavares Jackson? Well, you know, as they said before, he already has a starting job. <laughs> he don't even have to be there. So I don't know if that's the issue or not. Even if he's in camp, he don't have to do that much. You know how it is. These veteran players improving and everything else. But I'm like you. I'm thinking of Brett Favre's issue. Uh you know, whatever he's going to do, he's just going to do it. It's it just, it just so much dramatized, it's dramatization uh, with this guy nowadays, you know. Um, you know, more money, $16 million, that's a lot of money as it is. You know, $4 more million, I don't know if it's going to make a difference. He's already been paid for all the years he's been in the league. Now, training camp, none of us like to go through training camp, as you know. Uh, but like I said, he wouldn't have to do much anyway because he already has a starting job. Now, the morale of the team, uh, I'm sure the quarterbacks or or like Jackson, Tavares Jackson right. and those other guys, I'm sure they're upset because they, they, this guy doesn't have to do anything and they're already penciling in as a starter. He doesn't have to work. He hasn't do anything. Now, they're out there in the offseason working their behinds off and trying to uh, get the starting job. Which, regardless of what they're doing, even if they had the greatest preseason and Brett Favre shows up, they, he still has a starting job. So it's almost in that mind, their mindset is all for not. Uh, hopefully, uh, when it does become their time, hopefully their mindset is going to be that I, I always was a starter. I always wanted this position. I've been working hard for this position. And they can move forward. Sometimes it takes a toll on the mental aspect of a player, knowing that it doesn't matter what you do. You still not the starter if another guy show up, right? And so but it's gonna be hard. Now, as far as the team, I think overall, because of what Brett Favre done in the past as a winner, uh, you want that type type of quarterback. I don't care who it is, you still want that quarterback on the field because that's your best uh, bet to win. And just like a Kurt Warner, you want him on the field because he's gonna put you in the best position to win. So, you know, that's gonna be tough uh, overall. But I guess for the quarterback situation, uh, mentally. It's got to be tough on those guys. Well, the Minnesota Vikings already have everything in place. I, I I also believe they have the quarterback in place in Tavares Jackson. But when do you give him a chance? This is the same stigma they keep putting on uh, uh, Campbell out in Oakland right now when he was in Washington. It wasn't his fault. Campbell had like five offensive coordinators in the, in his six years of playing in the National Football League. Um, 
So I'm, I don't think it was his fault, but I think Tavares Jackson, given a chance, can go out and get it done. We've seen Sparks where he made plays. We've also seen Sparks where he didn't make plays he should have made. Same thing Brett Favre and all the rest of the great, uh, the good quarterbacks had to go through. They make plays, but Brett Favre at one point, he threw last year. I wouldn't No, not last year. His year at the New York Jets, the year before, he threw 22 touchdowns and 21 interceptions. That, that's not good by a quarterback of his standard. Uh, so... I can't see why you can't give a guy like Tavares Jackson a, a chance. The Minnesota Vikings have a good defense. They have uh, receivers in place. They have a good running game. Hand the ball off. The The offense should run through um, Adrian Peterson anyway. It should run through those guys anyway. So uh, a lot of things, uh, you know, with the offensive line, they have a pretty good offensive line. So if you're running the ball, you got to put eight in the blocks. So what, how can Tavares Jackson mess up with three uh, defensive backs back there? Uh, he has some pretty good dynamic receivers out there who stepped their game up last year. And I don't think it because it was Brett Favre at the quarterback position. I think it was because guys were lining up trying to stop the run. And you In football, my, my mentality is to stop the run or pound the run, one or the other, and that's how the game starts. Oh, exactly. Especially when you got, a, like you said, a great running back, Adrian Peterson, in the backfield. And you got to get him established. He's going to get his hand off. He's going to get his carries. He's going he's gonna to be the feature person. Uh, because of what he has uh, done in the past, as well as he's going to do in the future. So that is true. And that opens up the, uh, the passing game when you have a good running game. Because you're right, you bring eight in the box, and you and you only have uh, three defensive backs back there to cover because you got to stop that run. And also, if you got a great tight end, that opens it up even more because he can stretch the field. So they do have their players in place. And, yeah, Bressaw just made the pass. He's made because he had the time to throw the ball and everything else. When you saw in the playoffs when uh, New Orleans started tagging him, it was a different story. Different ball he game. He became a little shy. He was gun shy after a while because they knew. And, and, and you see that game, they was hitting Brett Favre a little late. They didn't care that it was going to hit him late. They were going to make him a little gun shy. And that's what they did, and it worked. And because he's not as mobile as he once was. Everybody knows that. And so people are going to pick up on that this coming up year. Uh, if they don't believe it or not, and they're going to have to do some great job pass, uh, pass protecting. Because if I was anybody, I'd blitz the heck out of Brett Ford because he's not mobile. Right. I'll make him throw the ball, and he'll throw it up in the air. You know how Brett is. And he, you, he's a slinger. He's going to throw it, and he's hoping his receiver's going to make a play. And that's why he had 21 interceptions to 22 touchdowns. Not good. I wouldn't want any quarterback going to finish the season like that. But that's exactly you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what he does. He's, he's going to try to make a play because of his aggressive nature. Uh, I do respect this about Brett Favre, that he's an iron man. He's tough. If he can play, he's going to play. I don't think he ever want to be on a roster and not be in the game. So I think uh, maybe it is a health reason because uh, if, if, if it comes out that he's a, avoiding camp, then I think that's a terrible situation to put your team in with those guys out there sweating, those guys out there irritating, uh, tired of hitting each other, tired of being around each other. They'd rather play somebody else. But I think he should go through the same uh, process that those guys are going through. Now, I'm going to ask, we got another call on line. I'm going to ask uh, Junior Spivey, uh, does that happen in baseball? Junior, you on the line? I couldn't, I couldn't wait until you asked me, man. <laughs> I bet you on a couple of things you guys are talking about, about Brett Favre. Well, welcome to the show. But, yeah, speak on it, man. I, I don't okay. know. Um, first of all, you guys feel, everyone feels and realize in that New Orleans game, Brett Favre was one penalty away from going to the Super Bowl, I really believe. Because had he not thrown that interception, had they not got the, it was a t- the layup game or the 12 men on the field, you know, that was out of a timeout. You're right. You know, 
that's why he, he was he was you know what I'm saying he was trying to make a play. And I think he didn't even I don't believe he had twenty one interceptions last year. No, no. And when he was with the Jets, he had twenty one interceptions. No, no, what did he have last year? He had the best his, one of his best careers. He probably was like I think uh Peyton Manning and uh no. Peyton Manning and somebody else had more interceptions than Brett Favre last year. He had, his, I think his total was like eleven interceptions. If you can Google that, please let me know. I think it was like he had eleven interceptions last year. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm so talking. He had a great season last year offensively, probably the best season statistically that he's had in his whole career. So that wasn't an issue, and I want that kind of gunslinger mentality because he's not afraid. You know, he's not just throwing up there hoping. No, he's he's trying to make plays where other guys are like, hey, you know what? I'll throw it out of bounds. You know, he trusts his receivers, and I just think. I love a guy that, that, that has that kind of mentality. He's not afraid. And, you know, throughout his career, that's why we all love Brett Favre because he's not shy about it. He tries to make plays. He's not scared. And, you know, I just think last year, hey, you know, they were one penalty away from basically going to the World Series and, and just, you know, the outcome would have probably pretty much been differently. Super Bowl, man. And, you you and got that World Series me, on. A guy like Brett Favre, when, you put, when you've done what you've done, the body of work is already done. Throughout your career, I mean, he didn't go to he didn't go to uh, camp last year, and look at the kind of season that he had. Oh yeah, but it, not know? being in camp, uh, he threw seven interceptions last year, which was outstanding. But I'm um, talking about the year he, the last year he's with the Jets when they went eight and zero, and then went and finished the season. Okay, even when we went with the Jets, he was playing. Was it a torn rotator or what was going on with his shoulder? Yeah, he he, he, with that. he had you a shoulder I mean? injury, but you know you're an athlete. You you played at the highest level. Uh, if you on the field, there's no there's no reason for it. There's no there's no room for excuses. If I'm if I got a torn toe off and I'm on the field, and I say I want to be on the field. I got to give that type of performance uh, to help my team win. Right, right, and, and I understand that. And my thing is like this. He's, he comes from the old school. New school, hey, cats not playing. They they on the sideline. They, yeah, they school, they they collect the money. New school, you know what I mean? How many guys would, would, would even play with that injury knowing like, oh, well, I don't want to suffer my numbers because, you know, my money, I got to get my money. So, you know, I'm just going to go go ahead and have my surgery, get my arm right, and forget that. But, I mean, the old school mentality, like, hey, I feel like even me at 50% is better than what you have here on the sideline that's coming behind me. Yeah, I, I was. You know, I think I, I think uh, Brett Favre was in camp when he went to the Jets. He wanted to show that he was uh, uh, still able because he was uh, upset with the Green Bay Packers. Else. so right. he was in camp during that time. And I think when he went to Minnesota and through the holdout and trying to figure out if that's what he's going to play, able to play, and everything else, and then he came into camp a little later. And this year, I know he had an ankle surgery, as uh, 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 Kwame talking about. So that that does take some time to heal. And he's probably still contemplating on what he should do and what he shouldn't do at the same time. But I think the dramatization of the situation, it, it, this is another saga of Brett Favre. Now, as Brett Favre is a player, as you're given his credentials, as what he's about, everything else, no, you cannot knock that man. That man done it all. He deserved all that. A Hall of Fame player, uh, the whole nine yards. And we know he, he's a winner. He's a proven winner. So, no, we're not saying about that. I think we're just the overall, almost like the soap opera aspect of the situation that people get tired, <clears throat> people getting tired of. Oh, another right. red part. What is he going to do? What he's not going to do? Is he going to come in? Does he want more money? Uh, what about the team? You know, think about the team. In a morality team, put yourself in Travars Jackson's uh, position. Use empathy and say, you know what? All right, I got this guy that's going to be starting. Anytime he comes in, if he comes in the third game of the season, 
he's still going to be the starter. I didn't work my behind off. I didn't done what the coaches asked me to do. I went over and beyond during the offseason, getting myself in shape and everything else. And I'm still not classified as your starter. Think about that as a mentality of that. That is the head coach. That is the head coach's fault. The head coach has to manage that team. The head coach can't do that. This guy's uh, going through camp like everybody else. Now, you you may say uh, Brett Favre, who will be 41 this year, at the quarterback spot, he still has that that, that mentality, that tenacity to go out there and get it done because he haven't missed a game through an injury at all. 11-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-First-Team All-Pro, uh, Super Bowl Super Bowl winner. Yeah, you want that guy out there. I want that, I want that type of guy out there at 75% more than I want a guy at 100%. But this guy at 75%, Brett Farr, needs to be in camp with this guy. He don't have to do anything. Just, you know, it's all timing. Route, route, throwing passes and uh, route running and, and catching, that's all timing. Brett can, Farr can be in camp. And I don't like the saga that he's putting a uh, – uh, around this team when they do have a Super Bowl caliber type team, uh, a Super Bowl caliber team, all he has to do is be in camp, drop back a few passes. If he can't drop back on the anchor, just be there because you know you're coming back and you're coming back to the Minnesota Vikings. They have a chance, a great chance, with uh, Brett Favre under the center. But I still think they have a chance with Tavares Jackson under the center. Tavares Jackson, make, he makes play. He's more mobile. Uh, now, granted, he don't have those years that Brett Favre and that, that – that football knowledge that Brett Favre has and going into a play before he get on the center, he knows exactly where he's going to the ball. But that comes in time. But you got Adrian Peterson. You got the, the stingy, one of the stingiest defense in the National Football League. That defense going to give him opportunities to make plays. So down on the second half of the season, they running on all cylinders. I think Tavares Jackson can get it done. How do you think you, you think Tavares Jackson can take this team to the Super Bowl? I think Tavares Jackson. You know what takes this team to the Super Bowl? The team takes him. I don't think that Tavares Jackson. Right, has, right, I don't right, think he right. has to do it on his own. I don't think he has to go uh, and say, I'm going to win the Super Bowl right now. I say, let's get to the Super Bowl and let your defense win that Super Bowl. Uh, get there. You got Adrian Peterson. You got all the weapons you need around you. And here's where quarterbacks fall short. And Brett Favre being one of them, when you're trying to do it on your own, when you try to do everything on your own, use the weapons around you. I've been on a team in the Arizona Cardinals where we had a quarterback that was pretty good, but he tried to win games on his own. He didn't use a Larry Sanders or a Rob Moore or Frank Sanders. He's trying to roll out and, and make plays on his own. But and that's and that's what costs us because now defense all he has to do is key on you. They say he's not going to get the ball. He's not going to use his team. It happens, but until the guys learn more about the football game, to, and, and 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 that's why I think Tavares Jackson is in a great situation with the Minnesota Vikings because he has that defense who's going to keep putting them on the field. He has weapons in the back and right behind him that teams going to have to line eight in the box. And if the offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings can't recognize that knowledge, of that it can't be Tavares Jackson's fault. All he got to do is make quick throws. They they've got they got plays with quick throws. They had the same plays Brett Favre done. Well, Brett Favre takes advantage of this because he's been in this offense before. This is the same offense Brett Favre used in in the Green Bay Packers. So he can do the, run his offense in his sleep at sixty five percent, and I would like him in there because he's been running it his whole life. I think Tavares Jackson can be one of those guys to get him there. Now the offense will get him there, but that defense will win it. Now, you can talk about there's a lot of teams out there because I still got the Jets as one of the teams that come out of there. I still got New Orleans. You got to keep you got to put New Orleans in there. I don't even like Dallas, but you got to put Dallas in there. What, what these guys do have done. Now, I'll tell you one thing, man. I, I haven't been this excited about football in a long time. And for me, right now, sports is at its highest peak, in, you know, in every sport, man. I'm, I'm loving it. Just for us having this conversation right now about Brett. I'm loving it. You know, you look around football, 
man, it's a lot to talk about this year. It's a oh. lot to talk about. And, and to me, there's really no one that you can say, hey, this team is, is going to the Super Bowl. You kind of just flip a coin. I mean, anyone can go, you know, for the most part right now. It's just a lot of teams that you can really pencil in that, that, that really have a, a legit, legitimate opportunity, legitimate chance to get to the Super Bowl. And I think that's the beauty of it because a lot of guys, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of Super Bowls come down to, uh, if you look at Indianapolis, a lot of Super Bowls come down to who's got the most healthiest team at the end of the year. So you, you have those player coaches or you have those coaches that keep grinding, but, you know, you got a player coach that take care of the kids, take care of the, uh, his team's, uh, pl- his players, take care of their body, uh, especially uh, if you got a veteran team, if you got guys around you that know how to practice. I know when I came in the league, uh, I, had a, I came into a veteran team. Uh, these guys taught me how to practice. I, I, I thought I knew how to play football, but, but they taught me how to practice in the National Football League. And I, I agree with you, Junior. I am excited about football and where it's going to go this year. It's unfortunately, that there could be a possible lockout uh, at the height of this uh, at the height of this uh, game and the, the level of this game when these guys coming in. But they still giving these guys guaranteed money. I'm, let me ask you guys a question about that. How you feel about a college guy? Because I'm a fan. Let me say what I feel. I'm a fan of a guy getting paid, a guy coming out and getting his money because of what the owners make. If you can't give a guy that much money if the owner's not making anything off it. But what do you think about the guy coming out of college right now making more money than uh, a guy who's been there five years? Is he warrant that type of contract? Or, um, you know, does he play for performance and then, or like, incentives uh, build? And I'll go with you first, uh, Mike, if you want. You know what? I I was an advocate of the, of the veterans getting paid. And then the rookies come in and showing themselves before they get paid, almost like the NBA. They got to wait three years before they make a lot of money, uh, and I think uh, baseball is. They got to do some of that too as well, and then they and then they get into the big contracts because they got to prove themselves worthy to be there. So I'm an advocate of paying the veterans, the guys that have been proven, the guys that have been in the trenches, the guys that have been had the blood, sweat, and tears, and, and uh, developed the camaraderie and the team unity that's already been there to get paid. I think they should uh, minimize uh, the rookie salary somewhat. Now, I'm a fan of people getting paid now. Uh, rookies, too, as well, because uh, I, I don't mind. If the money's out there, pay them. Uh, but the thing about it is, I think you should pay the proven players and then the guys that are coming out at a college. Give them a couple years to prove themselves and then give them a big contract because if they, if they work the big contract, the money still will be there for them. Maybe, maybe even more money. I like the idea of the guarantee part. I'm, I do because in football, it stands for not for long. Any injury, you know it because it's a rough and tough sport. Any injury, it could be your last time playing this sport. Well, you so, know, but, yeah, I believe in getting the guaranteed money so those guys can still have some just in case something happens. I'm gonna go. Go ahead. I'm gonna go to Junior, but let me say this: uh, uh, the players are not for long in the National Football League, not for long, uh, as we know. But how can you uh, – you can't do it like football because the average year is not even three years. Uh, these guys, one play away – and in any sport you one play away, but more so in football because it's such an aggressive foot, uh, play uh, sport. Uh, these guys um, – and I think it should be a rookie pool, a rookie, a rookie salary uh, because of the situations like that, but not a $40 million guaranteed right off the bat because you gotta, you got to have a guy on your team that's been grinding uh, on the second team uh, has been playing special teams for five years. When does this guy get paid? Now, his role is to do that, but when does he get some type of uh, pay so when he's done, he can uh, sit back and relax like the uh, the guy, the college guy who's coming out getting $40 million? 
Uh, and I'll go to Junior. You can speak on that a little bit. I really think it's an injustice, man, for the guy to slap in the face to the veteran player. To guarantee a guy $40-plus million that hasn't stepped foot on the football field in the NFL. It's a slap in my face. And you have a guy like I tell you, Tom Brady, who now you want to franchise. He's got three Super Bowl rings, and now they're talking about franchising and not you know, giving him that long-term guaranteed money. It, to me, it's a slap in the face to all the veterans, to all the guys that play at that level that has proven themselves at that level. I think it's a problem, and it's something that needs to be corrected. Um, it's something that they need to straighten out, you know, at the collective bargain agreement uh, that's coming, uh, after, you know, when this lockout occurs or if it doesn't occur. But um, I really think it's a shame that a guy can come out of college and make more than a guy who's been in the league, you know, uh, you know four or five years. Yeah, I think it's an injustice. Let me ask you this, uh, uh, Junior. The uh, baseball guys, it's not like baseball. When you sign, you are guaranteed. If you decide not to play that next day, you still guarantee your money. Am I correct yes, with it? That you are correct. And I don't understand why it's football the number one sport. And I, I know some of the numbers. I don't know all the numbers that they make. But I can tell you, before a ball even kick off, there's $8 million made. Eight, eight, I'm sorry. That might be eight. Mm, that's $8 million made before a ball can kick off. And that's not even uh, talking throughout the season. So uh, on one game, uh, one team, eight million dollars made. Um, I think football is a billion dollar industry. I think they've um, uh, each There's team. No doubt it's a billion dollar industry. Each team, industry, each team, I mean, each team is close to that. Alone is well over billion. Right. Each team. Each team is um, close to uh, making a billion dollars a year, and which is crazy. Uh, and they say there's no money out there when you win Super Bowls, <laughs> but you want to win the Super Bowls. And this was the lockout. They don't want to um, – football is a, a foundation. It's a nonprofit foundation. National Football League is a nonprofit foundation. So what, what the players want is to open up the books and split some – you know, put more money out there, put more guarantees on them. Uh, we shouldn't have to go to file for all these things after we're done to get money. Um, and, and it's sad that we have so many organizations out there. We have uh, – uh, fourth and long, fourth and goal. We have an NFL alumni. We have NFL PA. Um, you know what? If I was an owner, I, I would look at that and say these guys are not together. There's so many out there talking about the same thing. Uh, we need to come together as a group, a collective bargaining. This is what I like. Um, this is this is what I like about baseball. Baseball don't have football players in charge of going to talk to the team. They have lawyers. If I'm correct, and stop me, if, um, Junior. If I'm correct, if yes, I'm, uh, yes, yes, they have. Yes. I mean the best. They have lawyers. The best the best. They have lawyers on their behalf going to talk to the owners and getting it done because the lawyers are doing their job. We have football players, um, and and we have we have our lawyers, but we have more football guys involved with trying to do what's right for football. But what's happening, in my opinion, is they getting thrown a bone and they forgetting them all about the guys. Uh, the reason they went into the table, went to the table to uh, bargain. So I, I think that's why we come into the lockout. The owners. They should be fine with this lockout because all they got to say is uh, these guys are not together. There's too many organizations uh, trying to do one thing. Well, I just think they know they see an opportunity to break you guys because of certain lifestyles, man. When you're not, like you said, when you're not together, man, you know, um, it's just. All you got to do is look at the Bentleys and all these guys buying. They they see that. You're right. If you like, I mean, how many guys can afford Say to, to be to miss a year, that's even a year or two years, right. with the lifestyle that they're living. So if a, if the owner knows that, hey, you know what, I'm okay for the next couple of years. Yeah, I can I can wait these guys out. You know, can they afford to like, hey, you know what, they're gonna be still hanging there. 
I don't mind going to work at UPS. I don't mind, you know, going to, you know, do whatever for the next couple of years to, that's, that's, because it's going to better our game. Can I do that? Do I understand that? Do these young guys that's coming out of college, can, you, can they understand that? Or is it like, no, I need this money right now. And forget waiting. I got to take care of me. It's all about me and my family. Forget everybody else. So, you know what? I'm not going to sacrifice my family and my, you know, this, this money right now. Right. Trying to eat. Well, you, you, you so it's like a totally uh, different no. mentality, I, I believe, than you know, than football and uh, and baseball because guys learn early on coming into the game. Hey, we're together. You know, we're one. You know, and you know, that, that's just how it is. I don't know. That's just what I believe. Go ahead, Mike. You got to realize that the owners are going to get paid. That that uh that TV contract is guaranteed, regardless if they got a product on the field or not. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, so it, we and uh, if we don't come together and say okay, then that's hey, hey, just because you have a product, it's going it's only going to last so long because they're going to want another TV deal. But like you said, then that's when we got to come together as one and really stick together and stand our ground and say, hey, no, we're not going to put up with this. We're not going to cross the line. We're going to stand as one as a player and get what we want out of the contract. It, it, CBA is just negotiation. It's going to be a give and take situation. But the, the the biggest onus on the owners is the idea that they don't have to have a product on the field, and they get all that TV money for the next several years because I think they got two to three more years on that TV contract. They get their money, and you and the players got to realize that. Just like you said, Junior, you're right. They develop a lifestyle that they need that check to come in all the time. Without that check, they're not going to be able to pay their bills because people live above their means when they make that type of money. Well, we all do in some aspects. So, yeah, they're going to be thinking about that. They think about their family, what they're doing, and everything else. It's going to be hard for them to phantom and understand that, hey, this is going to be benefit for the people in the future and people in the past as well. Because yep. our pension is going to be affected by that as well. Coach, I mean, so Mike. Other things. Go ahead. I'm a, uh, we're going to take a break, but I want you to finish that up. But I'm also going to come back. Uh, I want to see what you guys have going on out there in the community that we can get involved with. Also, I'm going to tell you about the owners on getting TV money, even if there are no games. So uh, we're going to take a break right about that. I know you guys have a lot going on. I definitely want to get that shout that out. So, um, you know, you, you can always use this avenue to talk about what you have going on. Get that out and get that out, man. Seriously. But definitely, when we come back, I want to talk about these owners getting TV money, uh, even if there are no games. A lot of, a lot of us think, because uh, we said in a meeting, Mike, you was there, you said in the meeting, in a field alumni meeting, and we find out uh, how much money was made before a ball was even kicked off. This is the Kwame Lassen Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL Show. We'll be back with Junior Spivey and Michael Bankston. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. 
Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, welcome back to the Quamalas of the Sports. Sometime Rich and Ken from the ATL show. I've come back. I want to talk a little bit on the owners getting that TV money, even if there are no games being played. I've uh, been joined by the super producer, Ray Ellis, of Voice America Sports, who has this show coming up. Uh, what time is your show, Ray? Uh, 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock, yeah, 1 o'clock. I appreciate you joining me. Yeah, because this is a real touchy subject. You, Junior is a baseball guy. He's so passionate about sports in itself. You can hear when he talk uh, about this football stuff and the injustice done. But um, if you will, man, shed a little bit light on uh, that contract money. Yeah, first of all, I just want to say, hey, Junior, we want to get baseball money. That's what we try to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they talk about, yeah, yeah, about yeah, A-Rab yeah, money. Y'all yeah. got A-Rab money. We they got that A-Rod <laughs> money. Yeah, we want to get that baseball A-Rod. money. But what, what's happening is, it's kind of like a situation where I was I was faced with uh, my last year in Cleveland is that I wanted to get my Lords of London insurance policy and I wanted the team to pay for it, mm-hmm. but they were not willing to pay for it. But what they said to me is, "Here's what we will do: we will pay for it, but what we will do is once the season starts, we will get our reimbursement out of your check each week." So you paying for it? So I'm paying for it, you know. And so it's really like a, a, a no interest loan. Right. So what's happening in the NFL? according to the information of which I read the way Roger Goodell answered the question when he said that 
he was asked or somebody made the statement that the owners would get paid TV money even though there were no games. And Roger asked them to finish that sentence and say, but the teams have to pay that money back. So only thing that's happening is no games are being played. They still are going to get money. And that's good because, see, the players have bills, but they're not going to get any money. The, the teams will have bills, but they will get some money. But once the game start, then all of a sudden, you know, the TV people will be looking for some of, for the, all of that money back. So it's like they're helping you subsidize this time where you have no money and, and you're not really working right. or you don't have a product out there. But they said, OK, we'll help you stay on your feet. By we'll still give you some money. What about the interest they make off this money, though? That that's on them. Once they once they um, it's transferred hands, um, the interest they make off of that that's they keep that, or the interest they lose off it, probably. Well, that's how we always feel about our money. You hold on to my money, you make an interest on my money. Right. So, so you know, they, they, it could be. I'm, I'm sure when there's some stipulation there where there this may be a prepayment with interest because that's actually what it is. It's it's a prepayment. If there's no game, then that's a prepayment. If there's a game, that's a payment that's due to you. Right. If it's no games, it's a prepayment. And I and I, I just feel that somewhere down the line, it would be nice if players had something like that set up. Because then, you know, you have income coming in. But the problem why players, that will never happen for players, is because players' salaries are not guaranteed. Exactly. So you might get cut. Let me let me ask you this, uh, and, and Junior can get in, but um, – Ray, what are the uh, organizations that's uh, strong right now in the National Football League uh, considering this lockout about to happen? What are the organizations strong that you really need to consider reading the information that's being put out? Well, as a, for, for example, NFL alumni, NFL PA, um, you know, fourth and goals, the fourth and There's no doubt that I, I think that there is uh, information that is out there that could be gathered by the players. If you're not on one of the mailing lists and, and you don't get a newsletter coming to you on a regular basis, then you, you should visit the Players Association website on a daily basis. You know, you should also visit NFL alumni and fourth and goal. There's information that's out there. And here's the thing about it. When the information is put out there and if a player feels that it's not credible information, they challenge it. And the majority of times when it's challenged, then what happens is there will be a response to the challenge and they'll rectify it and, and they'll give you information which is true and factual information. Because if it's not, it's being disputed by, by players like yourself who have a platform like this, Kwame, that could say, ho, 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 I'm not sure if that's right. Let me check on that and I'll get back to you to give you the correct information. Right. And I think that's a good thing where you can go out there. See, once it's challenged, then you're forcing somebody to really uh, eat their words or, or match the actions with their words. So I think that's a good thing. But I'm still, uh, Spive, you got anything to add to that? No, I'm just listening, man. Okay, yeah. I, I think the platform itself is good because you do challenge those out there who's putting this information out. And where are they getting this information? Uh, to, it's the same thing as like with any rumor, there's some truth to it. So you go you go to the source and you find out where this information is coming from, how close to the truth it is. So uh, guys out there, NFL guys, alumni, even baseball guys like Junior who's passionate about sports in itself, uh, you just keep digging, man. You find a way to come together so we can get this thing rectified. Um and that's the NFL, man. We'll talk a little bit more on that. I appreciate you, Ray, for uh, sharing some light on that. Uh, anytime, man. Anytime. Spy, still, we want that baseball money, man. <laughs> you gonna bring it on? <laughs> I hear you. I'm telling you, man. Uh, Spy, I want I want to talk a little talk a little bit about the Tiger Woods, but let me know what you got going on, man, so we can uh, shout that out. I got a few things going on. Um, I have my website that we're working on. Uh, partner with a software company, Access Unlimited out of Scottsdale. We build websites for athletes. Uh, that's monetizing. So it's, it's an opportunity for a lot of the athletes to make residual income 
off of their websites. You know, they're selling the memorabilia to there's some more ways for athletes to make money, and their agents don't get opportunity to you know get a split or a cut off of what off of what they make. So it's it's, it's definitely um, I'm happy about it. I, I love it, and it's basically protecting athletes and creating an income stream for a lot of the athletes. So my website is coming soon. It'll be onsecondbase.com, and that's O-N, the number two, N-D, base.com, and that'll be coming soon. It's not up and live yet. We're creating the content, and it's coming soon. So that's what I have going on right now as we speak. Well, that's outstanding, man. So your website where you can get a lot of information, and guys can go for a, a, not just for a source of information, but you putting uh, opportunities out there where jobs may be available for these guys. Uh, no question. Jobs available. Um, we'll be able to champ chat with your fans, you know, you chat live with them, interact with your fans, you interact with people, other athletes. So I can you sign know, up for it's that. Global. It's, it's, it's global. It's a global thing. So I can sign up for the uh, on second base with Spivey. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. You better sign up or you have Kwame Lasseter or whatever. You have your own your own personal website and everything that ties into Voice America Sports, yeah. the radio station, you're going to tie everything into what you're doing. So it's basically... It's your own social uh, networking that's going on, like, you know, for the sports world. That social media is incredible, but I can guarantee you, I can tell you right now, once that's set up, man, it sounds like a great platform to get, uh, it's bringing everything together from every sport, from soccer to um, uh, ping pong, man. It's bringing everything together. And I love to be up there, uh, Kwame Lasseter Sports. Um, I was going to take off sometime, Rich, but uh, we'll keep Ken from the ATL because he do try. But uh, I, I love to be up there, man. I'm not messing around with Rich, but I love to get up there, and um, you know, so we can hit that social media and that social network and hit all, you know, hit everything involved with what we're trying to do. Right, and, and it's a way, man. I mean, to, <clears throat> to 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 basically send people, you know, so they can see what you have going on. Whether you have a TV station or a radio, basically, you have it's like having your own TV television channel, Excellent. your own channel. You know, Kwame Lasser TV. It's your own channel. And it's great, man. So, so I have my own to, camera crew following me. You have your own camera crew following you. You name it, man. And man, look, you got to keep crazy. us. You got to keep us up on that because I think what you're doing right now is outstanding. Uh, uh, outsourcing, man. I think it's uh, great information to know. So you got to keep us up on that. And you know, we'll put it on. Uh, you can check with Ray. He also put it on his website. I put you definitely yes, will put it on my website. Uh, yes. But as long as we, you know, you know how this thing works, we're gonna bring it all together and make it work for everybody. So yes. that, that's that's good. That's good information, man. Um, oh, well, thanks, Kwame, man. Hey, keep up the good work, man. Great show, man. Always, uh, you know, always fun, man. Always interesting. You never know what you're going to get, man. Absolutely, Love. man. Thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. All right. Take it easy. All right, this is the Kwame Lasseter the Sports. Sometime Rich McKinn from the ATL, man. I'd like to thank all my guests, man. You could you could tell that's Junior Spivey, World Series uh, winner with the Diamondbacks, uh, second base. Uh, probably could play anywhere in the infield, but he, uh, these guys won the World Series with the Diamondbacks, and he was at second. Uh, outstanding coach uh, M- Michael Banks, who's now the defensive uh, line coach for the Mesa Community College. Uh, he's going to help him help these guys win from over there. Super director, I keep calling him producer, but he does it all over here at Voice America Sport. Uh, Ruben Colon, I like to thank Dion Singleton, who always uh, uh these guys always keep the show going smooth, man. Uh, Ken and Rich, uh, I haven't figured a name out for you bums. But, y'all, I'll see you guys next week. Hey, I appreciate everything. This is Quam Lot Sport. You can check out the fan page on um, Facebook. Uh, leave a message. You got a topic. We'll talk about it. Um, NFL alumni, guys. Y'all keep digging, man. Keep digging. We'll find a way to make this thing work. We'll see you guys next week.
Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america sports channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.